When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is going on, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to sit down and talk to you about how important a main story of a video game is not just to me personally but why it's important for the influence and the content and the value of the video game itself well number one I think a video game much like a movie a video game needs needs a story it has a story and it needs a story that's effective okay because a lot of times when a video game is considered good or bad a lot of times, if it's good or bad, a lot of times the story slash the campaign, whatever you want to call it, it's going to have a strong influence on the on the decision whether it's good or bad. Okay, and when I'm talking about these stories, like you know, there's some games like you know the stories that that's the way play, like like the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Now there's a story for you. Now there's a journey for you. The whole game is one hell of a story. It's a very long story, but the bottom line is it's one hell of a story. Okay. So that's why the importance of the campaign in a video game, because a campaign tells a story. Now, I'm not talking simply as a journalist, because of course telling the story is what's important, but in a video game, when a story is huge, when it's very interesting, it's going to be talked about. That's important. You know, of course, 007 Goldeneye was based off the story from the movie, okay? It's a story. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end, okay? Especially when it's a spy action movie, and it goes into a game, Okay? Super Mario 64 is much like, you know, The Legend of Zelda. A big challenge of a story, you know, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, okay? It's like a movie. It's telling a story like in a movie. You start out with nothing, you find everything, you find these clues, you build yourself through the game, you get through the game, overcoming these challenges. That's the story, okay, for Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64. Finding everything, defeating the enemies, okay? It's like a movie. So that's why the story has that influence, the influence of a movie, because like a movie has the influence of a story. It all meshes together. It all fits together. Okay. Because, now going through the, like that, like, you know, y'all know me. Like, I've revealed on the show, I've confessed that when it came to Halo and Call of Duty, I did not just play online. Much to the criticism I've gotten from so many gamers. I mean, I've gotten crucified from this decision. Yes, I played the Call of Duty campaigns. Okay? I have. And personally, I don't care about what people have to say about that. I mean, honestly, even if it's negative. Okay? I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, you were playing the video game. You were having fun, Alex. That's what's important. I'm like, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate that. But like I said, these games, if the- I want to see the stories of these games because it's important to me. Okay, it's what makes the game interesting. Now, for Call of Duty and you know for Halo, I, I would I would always explain you know if the, if there was a cheap excuse that I would give to somebody that that couldn't understand why I felt the campaign was always important, 
It's because I wanted to learn how to use the weapons of the game. I wanted to learn the tactics. I wanted to build. I wanted to come up with my own tactics. I wanted to come up with my own gaming strategies for when I came to online play. Okay, and it's been accepted. Okay, I mean that's definitely a reason. But like I said, the campaign is always important. In my honest opinion, in these kinds of games, these action slash adventure games, the story slash campaign is the strongest influence of that game. Again, it's an action slash adventure. That's the genre. Okay, so that means the game is going to have a huge story. Well, not always going to have a huge story, but the bottom line is it's going to have a story whether it's good or bad, whether it's largely influenced, whether it's poorly influenced, whether it's greatly impact, negatively negatively impact, you get the point. Okay. Merely that's the gamer I am. Okay, yeah, I love online gaming, but you know, like I said, the story is huge, especially in the likes of Call of Duty, especially these newer Call of Duty games. Like, you know, from Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 and 3, Black Ops 1 and 2, the stories are hugely important. I spoke about this with Wiley, a.k.a. The Venomous Stare. He and I have spoken about this. When we talk about Black Ops, how does that story, how the game starts with the Bay of Pigs and it's all it's alternate history because in the game, the American the American Bay of Pigs is successful. And in the game, there's a, there's a part of, the, of that mission where you supposedly assassinate Fidel Castro. But then you learn in the story later... It was not Fidel Castro. It was a stunt double. Or, well, I shouldn't say stunt double. It was a double. It was a phony. Okay? You see? And when you learn that, and it's alternate history, okay? There's the influence right there. You are taken by surprise. It's something that you had not expected. It's creating something new. When you have alternate history, you make these big changes, you alternate history. It's creating something new. Okay? And that's what you want to do in podcasting. Create something new. Well, that, the same thing goes for video games, especially in the creation of video games. Create something new. Do something that's never been done before. Take the gamers slash viewers, whatever you want to call them, take them by surprise. Give them a reason to buy the next game. If the next game is going to follow through the story, if it's going to continue the story that's starting this game, give them a reason to invest. Give them a reason to be sold on the game. Give them a reason to be excited. That's the story right there. These video game stories have that kind of influence, okay? Call of Duty Modern Warfare, okay? It starts one story, then Modern Warfare 2 continues that story. Okay? Call of Duty Black Ops, you know, I mean, I don't remember quite the, the full stories, but y'all get the point, okay? You gotta finish. The, these viewers, these gamers, they're gonna want to finish that story. It's like you start reading a book, once you start reading the story, it must be finished. And, and gamers believe that, okay? If they buy the, fir the first installment of a video game, then there's going to be a second and third, and it's going to continue the story that, that started in, in the first installment, they're going to want to finish what they started, okay? That's why in video games, the story, the slash campaign, is a strong influence, okay? Of course, sometimes it's not a strong influence because the story makes no sense and it's just poor, but when the story is huge, it's when it's very positive, that influence is high up. So the bottom line is, stories in a video game are essential. They are heavily influenced. They are a huge part of what makes the game a success. Aside from the gameplay, the content, and everything else, it's what tells the story. Okay, That's what it's about. It's about telling the story. So why, why do video games tell stories? Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways I could say, but maybe for entertainment purposes, but again... It's to get the it's to get the gamers' attention. Okay, it's about you know 
keeping them busy. It's about getting them excited, okay? That's what you got to do when it comes to making video games. It's about the excitement, okay? Because at this day and age, in my honest opinion, I mean, I, I'm I, I really would I'm really curious to know what Wiley, aka the Venomous Stare, would have to say when I say video games are not as good as they were back when when he and I were you know kids slash teenagers, okay? Like when you had the N64, the PlayStation, the PlayStation Two. I mean, there were games with better stories, better content, better gameplay back then than there is today. I mean, I don't. I rarely buy new video games. Like, the video games that I buy, like, are things you can buy on the, on the PlayStation Network, like games from back during my teenage years. Okay? Like, the next game, the next game I'm very likely to buy that that's 100% brand new would probably be the next Grand Theft Auto if, if it ever comes out. If they ever make an, another James Bond game, there's probably a slight chance I would buy it. I mean, probably unlikely because, you know, the last few James Bond games that have come out have actually been op absolutely awful. But me being a, a, a big James Bond nerd... You know, I, I'm obviously willing to give it a chance. But overall, when popularity of video games are neg negatively infected, affected, I should say, you know, video gaming loses its, loses its influence. That's what it's all about. That's what this episode is all about. It's about the influence of video game. It's about gaming influence, okay? See, for me, especially Wily, Wily is probably a more passionate gamer than I'll ever be. I mean, that might be argued. I mean, the difference between me and Wiley is that I've always been a console gamer, okay? And, and Wiley is a passionate and very good and knowledgeable PC gamer. I mean, Wiley, in my honest opinion, Wiley could very well be one of the best PC gamers in the world. Some might say I'm only saying that because he's my friend. I'm mean, like, well, sure, he's definitely my friend. He's a good friend. But I've seen... I've seen the tapes that Wiley puts on his YouTube channel when it comes to his uh, PC gaming. He's not only talking from a passionate standpoint, he's speaking from the influence that the game has put on him. It's about his expert knowledge, okay? And the way he speaks when he does his commentary, he takes it so seriously, okay? And you see this in his tone, you see how serious he is, you see the, how, much, how much the influence have in the games. Again, there's the point right there. These games have an influence on him, so he's going to show you when he does his commentary, the way he speaks, the way he plays, he's going to show you just how much the influence has, how much the influence the game has on him. And I'm sure Wiley would say that's exactly it, Alex. It's about proving a point. Because Wiley loves video games. He loves doing video game commentary, so he proves the point. The influence had a positive impact on him, and he's showing the world that it has. It's hard for some people to understand, but when you're passionate about gaming like him and I, we understand how we we understand where we where we come from. Now for me like I said, I'm a console guy, he's a PC guy. Okay? I respect that. Now, so my now Wiley has asked me why why I was never a PC guy. I said, "Well, I just I I just never really saw myself having fun with with computer games. I always felt it was better to pick up the controller and be like that." Now, PC gaming is certainly an art. I, I'll definitely say that. I, I've played some PC games. I, I certainly have. But PC gaming, at the end of the day, in my case, it just doesn't. It just doesn't fit me. It doesn't have the same kind of influence that it has on him. That's not a bad thing, obviously. It, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. Just like console gaming doesn't really work for him. Okay. One of my best friends growing up. His name is Kyle. He and I have always been different kind of gamers. Like you know. I've always been the Xbox guy. He's always been the Nintendo guy. 
Okay, I, I've lo- I've always loved Nintendo, but for me, I've loved I've always loved first person shooter games, while he's been more of the adventure games. Okay, again, there's the influence. Like we both have, uh, we both video games have an influence on us, but these influences have have impacted us in different ways. Like we have different desires in video games, but again, still the one thing that's important that we have in common was the influence. Okay, that's the whole point of this episode, folks. It's the influence of video games. And before I go to the next part of that, I'm going to take a quick break. I will see y'all in 90 seconds. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and really, this episode really is putting an influence on me, isn't it? I've never, you know, I've been told because I love video games so much, I was suggested by a friend to to, uh, be a video game writer. I thought, well, that would certainly be cool, but I explained to him, while video games have been a huge part of my life, I'm not at the level to where... a video game journalist would kind of be my thing. <coughs> now, granted, if I had the opportunity to do it, I would certainly try it. I mean, there's no point. Of, there's no point of. There's no harm in not trying it. But when it comes to being a video game critic, the, the truth of the matter is, I don't play enough video games nowadays to qualify as a video game critic. A lot of people actually strongly disagree because they like the way I speak about video games. They like how I talk about the importance of the game story again. Like I said. Um, the campaign and everything. Like, the way I play, like, you know, how I always talk about these... Con- the content, the graphics, the way the game is set up, the way the game goes. I mean, like, I-, I-, I guess what I'm trying to say is perhaps I feel like... I-, I feel like I don't know enough, but everybody else out there that listens to me apparently feels the different way. Like, say, no, you know more than you think, Alex. They, I- I'm told that all the time. Like, they tell me, like, you see more than, than than a simple, passionate gamer. But at this point, since since I rarely play video games now, I mean, everybody says, well, it's understandable, you're a very busy guy. And, and, and of course, you know, because I, I explain to people that, in my honest opinion, gaming is not as fun, as exciting as it was from when I was a kid. I mean, it, it's changed. It's changed. Now, video games have always been expensive. I mean, I don't remember how expensive they were when I was a kid, because they were, every game I got when I was in with the N64 was a gift from my dad or from a friend. Okay, but video gaming always required investments. Okay, but at the, but at this day and age, you know, when you buy like you play Call of Duty online and you would have to pay like twenty bucks for for another map or for a game feature, I was always like, well, fuck that, fuck that. I mean, it, it, this is like a deliberate attempt of taking my passion for the game away, having to to throw money just for a map. That's totally not worth it. And I talked to this with Wiley, and Wiley, Wiley really loved my reason. Like I said, look, if we're meant to enjoy video games, why do they have to make it difficult to get these certain features? Why can't they just make it easy? If it's about maintaining passion, if you make it difficult, you're you're basically guaranteeing a way for that passion to be taken away from you. Okay, 
And Wiley was totally agreeable on that, okay? Because Wiley feels the exact same way, okay? Especially in Wiley's case, because, you know, Wiley would agree that, you know, gaming is not what it was back then, okay? And I'm, and I'm sure that hurts him, because like I said, Wiley is an expert gamer, okay? He's a very unique video game commentator. And, and I honestly think, I think Wiley, especially when it comes to PC gaming, Wiley would make a fine video game critic, okay? Because video games have a, have a stronger influence on him than it has me. I mean, that might, might be argued. That might be argued, but but you know, y'all know me. I know. I mean, I know Wiley very well. Okay, but you know, and, and I went ahead and I said everything. You know, you watch his videos. You'll see just how how much passion he has for this. Like you'll see how serious he is. You know, you'll see that influence. Like I'm saying, like I said, the whole episode, the whole point of this episode is the influence on gaming. Okay, and it's really taking a big hit on Wiley on a on a positive side, but anyway. So at this point, like everybody wants to know, where do I stand on video games now? Well, like I said, the the problem is for me, you know, because I because you know, I work so hard. You know, I'm building four shows. You know, hoping to get sponsorships and put money in my pocket to take care of myself. You know, I never have time to play video games, but it's not that I don't have enough time. It's at a point where I can't really afford to. Like I can't sit, I can't sit around and play video games all day, especially when I have a lot of things to do. I, I mean, I run four shows. I'm a writer, and I'm paying my dues. Like I can't just sit around and waste time and, and not like and, and play video games all day. I mean, I would love to, but it's not gonna get anywhere. It's not gonna get me anywhere. It's not. It's not gonna put money in my pocket. So, so I, I, I would always say, maybe, maybe I could become a full time gamer the day I retire, which you know could be. 40 years from now, I mean, if I ever get to retire, but, but, but it's more than that, y'all, I mean, the fact that video games have changed, and they're not what they were when I was a kid, I mean, that's greatly, that's greatly affected me, because, like I said, we we have to make all these purchases, and, you know, it's really frustrating, I mean, I feel like it's really testing that passion you have for gaming, like, like, are they really trying to take it away by making it so difficult? Because when it gets so frustrating, you're like, you know, fuck this. I give up. I can't do this anymore. I mean, I can't do this, period. Well, why do I have to pay extra? I mean, I already pay 60 bucks for the game. I pay a lot of money for the controller. Now I gotta, now I gotta pay, like, another 20 to 30 bucks for a map or for a game feature? I mean, come on. That's not right. That's not fair. Okay? It frustrates you to the point where you just give up, and then your life in video games is over. Okay? Now I understand that obviously these if these maps some people say it's worth it, but for me I'm like if it's just one map and you're paying thirty bucks that's not worth it. It's just one one map, okay? Totally not worth it at all. So, but at this point you know, as far as gaming goes, you know, one thing I've actually made that's a huge change I should say is I never I never buy physical copies of games anymore. I actually just download. I, I do it all electronically because you know the fact that you know, excuse me, a lot of my things collect dust, and I have a, and I really don't enjoy spring cleaning. As a matter of fact, I don't like it at all. But but I do it of course. I you know gotta, gotta gotta clean my stuff. But when all these games sit around and you know collect dust, I mean that's really annoying. But but really. You know, and, and actually, as a matter of fact, you know, of course, Wiley, being the good friend that he is, and him being so curious, he asked me, he, he wanted to know, like, you know, how I uh, benefit from buying the games electronically. I said, well, aside from the whole thing with with these games, with the car, with the uh, boxes, whatever, collecting dust, I said, well, 
at least I don't have to worry about discs being damaged because no matter how gently you treat the disc, how careful you are, it's always going to have scratches, okay? Because when you put it in the system and the disc spins, it's it's susceptible, it's susceptible to get scratches. Like, it's unavoidable. So that's what I told Wyla. Well, that that's my main reason. So I don't have to worry about the disc being scratched, okay? And of course, you know, the way he says, I agree, he said it the way, the way he does it best. I agree. <laughs> but, you know, and the fact that, you know, when I was a kid, that all I, all I really enjoyed with video games, I mean, I think that's exaggerating. I mean, look, I did enjoy the things. I did go play outside. I did, lo I loved to go swim. I loved riding my bike. I loved going out playing with friends. I loved going out playing soccer, playing baseball. It's just that video game was something I found solace in. That's something I really want to say, especially the, we're talking about influence. Now, I'm going to go a little bit personal right here, folks, because as a kid, especially from the ages of 5 through eight, five through 8, 5 through 9, you know, when I was in a school in Dallas in, a, in an international school, I mean, I was bullied badly. Like, absolutely badly, even to the point where teachers were, teachers were bullying me. If you know my story, the se my second grade year was the worst because my teacher was telling me every day that I was pathetic, that I was useless, that I was worthless, that I would never, ever succeed in life. So video games was the way I found solace. Video games would help me forget about the pain, not think about it. That's why I think video games have always had the biggest influence on me. That was the big influence on me when I was a kid, you know, before I got into the storytelling and the content and everything. Before I became a gamer that got more aware, video games was really the way to distract me from all the pain, Okay. It would give me something to actually be proud of. Because when I overcame these challenges in a video game, I did feel proud. Of course, it might sound silly, but you know, I was a kid. I mean, I didn't know any better. But of course, you know, in a video game, when you're five, six years old, seven years old, you play a very difficult game, you beat it, and you know that a lot of kids have not done it before, you feel proud of yourself. I mean, I'll be honest, video games have challenges, okay? Video games have also been invented to give people challenges because... I always say, especially now that as an adult, if a video game is too easy and if there are no challenges, it's boring. It's boring as fuck. It's so boring that I can't even I can't even find myself to call it a video game. So going from as a kid, you know, video games, you know, keeping keeping the pain away from me, making me think you know, think of other things aside from the pain. Video games kind of basically help me keep my san my sanity. Okay. That's why I always credited video games with being a with being a source to help me get through a bit of a tough childhood, as, as being in school, you know, being a, a a child with a serious a serious learning disability, and instead of instead of those teachers working with me, they would take advantage of that by just making by by treating me like trash. Of course, you ask them today, they'll just say, "No, it's not true. I never met, I never did anything to Alex." <laughs> well, of course, they'll say that. I mean, that's what they do. That, that isn't that what people usually do. It, when something they did 20 years ago comes back and haunts them, they of course they deny it. But anyway, but anyway, as I'm wrapping it up, as far as influence goes, video games had a huge influence on me. And even though today the influence, even though video games are not really a huge part of my life today, that influence is gonna stick. I'll never forget it. I'll always be grateful for the fact that video games helped me get through difficult times as a child. I am forever grateful. And if one day I could actually play all the games I did as a kid, I would consider that an absolute blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Rage Quit is available for you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I want to thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening. And just so everybody knows, if you follow me on Twitter, my DM is open. And if you all just heard my story about what I went through as a kid, if you have a bullying story that you'd like to share with me, I would be more than happy to listen. And I'd be happy to tell you my whole story too. All right? I care about you listeners. I respect y'all. Y'all mean the world to me. Thank you, everybody. God bless y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.